0: I wonder if we could turn to the book of Jeremiah And to chapter 17 And I'm going to read verses 5 to 17 Thus saith the Lord Cursed is the man who trusts in man And makes flesh his strength Whose heart departs from the Lord For he shall be like a shrub in the desert And shall not see good when it comes But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness Mm. In a salt land which is not inhabited Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord Mm. And whose hope is in the Lord For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters Which spreads out its roots by the river And will not fear when heat comes But its leaf will be green And will not be anxious in the year of drought Nor will cease from yielding fruit The heart is deceitful above all things And desperately wicked Who can know it? I the Lord search the heart I test the mind Even to give every man according to his ways According to the fruit of his doings As a partridge that broods But does not hatch So is he who gets riches But not by right it will leave him in the midst of his days. And at his end, at his end, he will be a fool. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. And if you remember, for those of us that were here when we did Hebrews, that was the verse that I put over the whole of Hebrews. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. What a wonderful... Uh, Verse that is O Lord the hope of Israel All who forsake you shall be ashamed Those who depart from me shall be written in the earth Because they have forsaken the Lord The fountain of living waters Heal me O Lord And I shall be healed Save me and I shall be saved For you are my praise Indeed they say to me Where is the word of the Lord Let it come now as for me, I have not hurried away from being a shepherd who follows you, nor have I desired desired the woeful day. You know what came out of my lips. It was right here before you. Mm-hmm. Do not be a terror to me. You are my hope in the day of doom. And I'm sure the Lord has his blessing no. to that portion of his truth. If he was to go to Israel Uh, Which I've had the privilege of doing on two occasions uh, You cannot fail to be struck By the fact that it is a land Full of amazing contrasts You know I've never seen a land That has so many stark contrasts uh, In my life before You know on the same day It's known on the same day You can ski in Jerusalem And you can swim in the Dead Sea It's the same country (laughs) But the the terrain and the climate and everything is so varied, such a contrast, that it's incredible. You can stand in one place, and on your left would be raging desert, and on your right would be the most lush foliage of vegetation and flowers that you could ever imagine. It's incredible. Unless you see it, you just can't understand it. You know, it comes to there... And from there across is leaves and trees and everything And from there back it's sand It's, it's absolutely uh, incredible You know as you walk around you're faced with things that are thousands of years old And yet in your eye line would be the most modern structures that you've ever seen you know, and that also goes for the people, of course. Uh, as you look out your window, I looked out of my window when we were in an hotel in Galilee, and there were two Orthodox Jews ceremonially washing themselves in the Galilee, fully clothed, you know, and they were just doing what they had done for 3,000 years. And then you know that in the same place, there anything actually goes you know that you, anything that happens, whether it 's gay pride or or whatever, you know it embraces everything, so you 've got on the one hand you 've got this deep religious sort of sect that um, that sort of reigns uh, in some quarters, and yet you 've got this anything goes society that we be, that uh, they belong to you know and of course if you walk the streets of jerusalem you will rub shoulders with rabbis with priests with pastors and with imams on the same street you know it's it is the most uh, incredible uh thing to see to experience it's a wonderful experience you know it's almost like if you've been put in and the whole uh, you were whole sort of uh, Circle is the world, the world has come into where you were So it's quite easy to imagine Jeremiah sitting down in his day And seeing such contrasts uh, that existed uh, when he was here You know, and I would say that this passage that we've read this morning Could be the result of such casual observations He's sitting down and he's looking out and he is seeing the contrast that I've just outlined to you You know, and uh, of course, culture uh, is, It's a, a mixture of culture So we've got contrasts in culture So it could have been a cultural observation That he is making in our passage You know, because this is full of contrasts The passage that we've read You know, and uh, the first four verses of our passage Will confront us with a contrast That we have as Bible readers, as Bible scholars, and Bible teachers, have become very conscious of already. It's the contrast of two trees. Or to be closer to the text, we could say a shrub on the one hand, and a tree on the other. Now I know straight away when I read that passage, most of you, if not all of you, your minds would have gone back to Psalm 1. Because that's where the tree that is planted by the river of waters. That's the, the amazing contrast that we see there in Psalm 1. You know, but there, of course, it contains a contrast between the righteous and the wicked. But I think, when we look at this passage of scripture, the contrast is between two men <coughs> and where they put their trust. Where They put their trust You see this passage is all about faith And faith where it's placed Faith where it's placed You see I suppose every one of us Has faith of one sort or another Wherever we are You know we've got to have faith to live in uh, in the world that we belong to So faith We've all got it Even the raging atheist has a type of faith But we know, don't we, that it's not faith that saves us or faith that prepares us for heaven with God, but it's the one in whom we place our faith. That is the important bit. Where have you placed your faith this morning? You want, uh, let's sort of rephrase that question. Where. Are you placing your faith this morning? I would say that all of us, at one point in our experience, have actually placed our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be saved. Otherwise, we wouldn't be bound for heaven. We wouldn't be children of the living God. We have placed our faith in. In the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us upon the cross as we've just celebrated around the table. But the question I must ask you this morning is where are you placing your faith now? Because that's the important bit. That's what this passage of scripture is about. It's about where my faith is placed now. You see my faith in Christ settles me for eternity no, that's done and dusted I know the Lord Jesus Christ As my own personal saviour And he has saved me I am in him I am seated in heavenly places And you know it's all done and dusted But There's a life to live There's a life to live Now where do we place our faith? In our life You know and these few verses Will give us insight Into who best To trust In the uncertain world That we all Belong to The contrast is stark Verse 6 talks of a shrub In the desert Now the description of such a person uh, Doesn't make Good reading at all You know I wouldn't want to be the shrub If I had a choice Whether to be the tree Or the shrub I would always choose to be the tree Because when I read about the shrub It's a little bit um, Painful It's a little bit dark, it's a little bit sad So let's first see what the shrub represents Well, the shrub is the man who trusts in man And makes flesh his strength So here I would call him Mr. Self-Sufficient That's who he is, I'm self-sufficient You know, this is Frank Sinatra in the role Who did it his way You know, this is it you know, here is one who has need of, or no need of God, who would never think of humbling himself and admitting his need of someone outside of himself. He's going it alone. Mm. He'll live by his choices. He'll take his chance. And whatever it takes, I'll manage. I'll manage. You know, the, the story goes of the old woman with the, with the sack of, or the, the bunch of sticks on her back, bent over, walking up an hill. <coughs> And a man on an awesome cart comes up to the side of her and says, Jump on. So she jumps on. And he says, Lay your sticks on the cart. And she says, Oh no, she said, You're good enough to give me a lift. I'll carry my burden myself. <coughs> and that's how many Christians are. Mm. You're good enough to give me a lift, Lord, mm. but I'll work this out for myself. Yeah. I'm not going to humble myself before you. When I, I'm going I'm to work at it. I'm going I'm to do my best, the best I can. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. Yes, you've given me the lift, you've saved me, but do you mind if I get on with it myself now? Mm. You know, I think that's what we are looking at here, you know. And of course, that person will live by his choices. He takes his chance, and whatever it takes, I'll manage. I'm okay. But But look, he's described as a shrub in the desert. Now, the word shrub comes from a Hebrew word which means to be naked you know and of course we can see that can we, when you look at a, a shrub it has no foliage on it it's just dried up old sticks you know it's naked it's bare you know it has its foundations exposed to the cruel elements you know it's the picture of an unadorned branch at the mercy of the dry and relentless wind that shoots across the desert Uh, In this place The person has no protection He has no roots He has no means of sustenance And look, it even says That when good comes to him He won't see it You know, even a shower of rain Will have no impact on this shrub Because without roots It cannot benefit From God's real and gracious goodness you know, when you look at uh, Israel in many places, when there is an abundance of rain, an awful lot of it fails to penetrate the ground. Mm. Because it's so dry, it rolls over the top of it and runs down to the Dead Sea. That's what it does. There's, there's, you can see the, the, um, the sort of the dried up riverbeds mm. that come from Jerusalem down to the Dead Sea as you go down through the road. And uh, you can see that, you know, there's no way that the water's going to penetrate into any of that. It's too dry. It's too solid. Yeah. And it just goes over the top. And here we have a shrub. You know and it's in a dry and dusty land. And the Lord can rain as much blessing on it. As, as, he, as he can. And still it won't penetrate through. To the bare roots that it has. So even in good times. A shrub. Will never see it. Because without roots. It cannot benefit from God's real. and gracious good. You see this man is. Yes he's saved But he's lost He's getting nowhere in his Christian life He's not moving on You know we could also of course uh, Relate it to, the, to those who are unsaved as well Of course uh, that is uh, But I'm talking to people who are saved this morning You know and uh, Continually in the grip of a spiritual drought You know and we've seen so many Christians like that That they, they fail to grow that, and even when God blesses that church so richly, there's still that person who will, will stunt and, and, and almost wither on the vine. Because they're doing it themselves. They don't need God. Mm-hmm. Yes, you saved me. But, you know, and we can see that in, in the book of Galatians. Mm-hmm. Christ saved us, yes. But, yes, but we've got we to gotta be circumcised as well. We've got to keep the law as well. You know, and immediately you start adding... To the the message of the cross. You start taking away from your confidence and you're taking away from your peace and you're taking away from your fruitfulness. You'd be like David of old in Psalm 51. Restore to me, he says, the joy of my salvation. Restore, don't take it, Holy Spirit, from me. You and here he is. Mr. Self Sufficient Frank Sinatra. You ever thought I'd quote Frank Sinatra this morning, Roger? You know? well, there you are. They're at the mercy. You wonder, Of course, we could say that his days are numbered. His fate is sealed. As long as he stays in such a situation, he is at the mercy of the tyrant. We know a sin. Because people like that are so easily led astray. Right. They so easily fall into mm-hmm. temptation. They are so easily offended by what's going on. You see, walking close to the Lord, is such a brilliant thing is such a wonderful thing is such a blessed thing but it's such a secure thing as well but if we walk aloof from him if we think that we can do it ourselves if we think we are self-sufficient then we are prey to anything that comes along you know, and the, Peter tells us he, that the devil is like a roaring lion who goes around seeking who he may devour Now, who's he going to devour? Is he going to devour the tree by the rivers of water? Or is he going to devour the shrub that has no root? Easy pickings for the devil. Easy pickings. You know, and um, when you notice uh, what makes matters worse is the land that it's planted in is a salted land. You know, which of course, there's no life. It's like the Dead Sea, where there's so much salt in the land, there's no life. Life can't exist. You know, and obviously it's a reference to the Dead Sea that Jeremiah is using you, where little life, very little life, is observed. And such is the man who trusts in himself. He will always be wanting. He He will never ever be satisfied or at peace or fruitful in any of his ways. But that, what a contrast Is placed before us in this passage Verses uh, 7 to 8 Let's have a look at verses 7 to 8 Have I got 7 to 8 Blessed is the man Who trusts in the Lord And whose hope is in the Lord For he shall be like a tree Planted by the waters Which spreads out its roots by the river And will not fear when heat comes But its leaf will be green and it won't be anxious in the year of drought. Nor will it cease yielding fruit. And there's the contrast. You see, we've talked of Mr. Self-Sufficient. And for him, it was cursed, is the man. But for us, it's blessed, is the man. You want just a little glimpse at the Beatitudes. Would give us some idea what this blessedness entails. What does it mean to be blessed? Well, Jesus tells us that this is the kingdom of heaven. We're a part of what's going on. Yeah, you. But I go to church yes, I've been saved. Yeah, but but you are not a part of what's going on. You're not moving on with God. You're on the outside. You're, on the, you're You know, you're you're outside all the time on the, the externals. You know, those that are blessed, they're in it. God is everything to them. Yeah. He is their all, their hope. He is their salvation. He is their redemption. He is their sanctification. He is their hope. He is their joy. He is their peace. Is that who Jesus is to you, or are you trying to muddle on on your own? Mm. Well, blessed are you, blessed are you who trust in the Lord, because you have. To you, this is the kingdom of heaven. To you, you will be comforted when you mourn. You will inherit the earth. You will be satisfied. Oh, satisfied. Satisfaction. They will obtain mercy. They will see God. And they shall be called the sons of God. And the kingdom of heaven will be theirs. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? That's all the things that Jesus said about blessed people. The kingdom of God will be ours. Who is this then? Who is so blessed? Blessed. Who can imagine what these blessings might mean and imply But it is the testimony of the man who trusts in the Lord And whose hope is in the Lord The one who has realized that self can't do it That self can't get us there. That the flesh is unable to achieve the standard that is necessary for us to survive. Or the flesh isn't good enough, or powerful enough, or rich enough to give us what we need. You see, all that we have is in Christ. All that we have is not just about being saved. Everything that we have... We find in our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ There will betide any of us to go looking outside of Him For anything pertaining to life and holiness and eternity All that we need is in Christ pr- This person has recognized that there is one who offers to f- for us to feast on the finest of the wheat To enjoy the pleasures of his right hand forevermore. To feast on the abundance of his house. What's he like? Is he like a shrub? A naked, bare, rootless thing that is barely existing? Or is he like a tree? That is planted by the river. Whose roots go down into its waters, whose leaf is forever green, whose fruit will always come in its season. Mm. You see, he's not the naked shrub. He's the strong and sturdy, living and enduring tree that brings forth fruit mm. in his season. That stands. That stands against the wiles of the devil mm. and the heat of the day. You know, you can always see a Christian who is walking in their own strength. It's, you know, as a pastor, it's easy to see a Christian who walks in their own strength, who have no idea who Jesus really is. Yes, they are saved, but oh, they are, their lives are so fruitless because they are trying to do it on their own. They haven't realized... But Jesus is involved in everything. You know, and Satan knows that. And he, the wiles of the devil will overtake them all the time. The heat of the day. What did Jesus say about the seeds? You know, one some fell on stony ground. You know, and it, it took root. It grabbed hold of it. And it stood up and it became like a dry shrub. You know, with no root, the heat of the day just withered it away. Some fell on uh, weeds, and again it took root. And again it grew up. But now it had so many problems around it. There were so many other weeds contending uh, for the space. That it just gave up and died. And how many Christians have we seen landing on stony ground? Yes, they've, they've received the word with joy. But they don't store The roots are not going down They're not trusting in Jesus They're not giving him everything And receiving from him everything Then of course the the seed that fell on the good ground Brings forth fruit Some 60, some 80, some 110 And all the rest of it All that wonderful stuff There's um, A notice There's talk of roots Now there was no roots in the other one but you, we have the ability to suck up the abundance That falls from the heavens Sustenance is available to us You know, listen to what Malachi says And the Lord says test me now Test me now he said Test me See if I will not open up the windows of heaven And pour out for you such blessings That there will be no room Enough to receive it that's what god wants to do for us and that's what he's got in store for us and these blessings come and because this tree has roots and it's already going down sucking the life out of the river anything that god gives will be a blessing to it and food and sustenance mm. to it and sufficiency You see, this is the man who's in the blessing. The man who is walking with God. This is the man who knows the security of his sins are forgiven. He knows the hope of heaven. He knows the peace of God. He knows the joy of the Lord is his strength. Notice, it's nothing of him. It's nothing of him. It's all of God. It's all of Jesus. He's got it all for us. His storehouse is wide open for all of us to benefit from it. And with roots We will benefit from it Because all the sustenance That God pours upon us Will be sucked up into our Christian walk And it's easy to see people Who's got roots Just as easy as it is to see people who aren't Because it tells in your face It tells in your attitude It tells in your actions It tells in your word God Has got more for us now we can ever imagine or think how how, how stupid it is that, you know the, the Bible calls him a fool. He's a fool. No, he's in the vicinity. He's just like the, the the prodigal son's brother. Yes, he's in the family, but he didn't feel part of the family. He felt a servant, Oh father. Or I've served you all these years. You didn't even give me a kid. And the father says, son. The kid is yours, take it You know, it's yours man Get on with it You want know, the blessings are ours. All we got to do is open up our hearts You know, and open up our minds And, and open up our roots And go seek in uh, The benefits that God Continues to pour Upon us You know, both, Notice that both men Reside in the same place Because it's the place Of testing you no, know, Mr. Self-Sufficient is described as the wilderness with its arid uh, expanse, but with Mr. Blessedness, it's described as the heat. So it's the same thing. You know, trees—they got—they got to put up with all the climate conditions that come. Especially now, of course, when climate change is in its zenith, you can see the world falling apart, and and everything around us is dribbling away. Well, so they tell us. Anyway, I have noticed it myself. But uh, they're all, you know, we we got we to gotta put up with the same things as everyone else. You know, just because God has saved us and keeps us and we are walking with him doesn't mean to say that we haven't got the heat of the day. Doesn't mean to say that Satan's going to leave us alone. Doesn't mean to say that circumstances are not going to come to overtake us. And we in this church know what sort of circumstances can really come and almost destroy us so we're in the same boat really it's all about testing you know we're talking about faith and where we place it in ourselves or in the Lord because this is about the choices we make as Christians you know as you walk this Christian walk who are you trusting in to get there in whom is your faith rooted the first man, it was in himself. Mm. Are you trying to make it on your own? Or are you resting in Christ mm. and his completed work at Calvary? Mm. Thank God for that word, it is finished. Mm. What does it mean? It is finished, it is complete. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. Do you know, you can't add to completeness, can you? Once you start adding to completeness, you take away from it. Yeah. You know, and uh, so where do you live in? are you living? Are you living... With your own strength? Or are you living in God's Mm. strength? In whom is your faith rooted? But wherever your faith is placed, times of testing will come. And Mr. Self-Sufficient will find himself all alone. Mm. Notice in the scripture it says, He's come to a place that is not inhabited. He's all alone He's got no one to call on He's got no one to run to He's got no one to help Listen to this sad statement It's one of the saddest in the Bible And he would gladly Have filled his stomach With the pods That the swine ate But listen to this And no one Gave him anything Let me tell you If you don't walk with the Lord and you trust in yourself. And you've got, you're in this in place of, uh, of that is uninhabited. There's no one there to help you. There's no one there to help you. You're on your own. You, your only recourse is to call upon the name of the Lord. And that's what the, uh, the prodigal son did. He said, I'm going to call on my father. I'm going to go and tell him what's happening to me. You know, I'm going to suggest ways that he can bless me. You know his father in other ways of course. If you son. If you trust in yourself. You're on your own. There's a. There's an old film years ago. And the sheriff was brought into town. Because these marauders were there. And then he comes. And everybody was. Behind him. And then the marauders came. And that's the famous quote of the old film. Son. You're on your own (laughs) That's a crazy film But there you are That's another another story Son, you're on your own But on the other hand Even in the most adverse conditions You will not fear You will not be anxious You will not cease from bearing fruit Your leaf will continue to exhibit life See, this is what the Christian life Or the Christian is looking for In his life Is fruitfulness Fruitfulness. You, know, talk, you know, yes, we can relate this to the unsaved and the saved. But Jeremiah is talking to Israel. These are the people of God. You know, and you've got a group of them who are walking on their own. And you've got a group of them who are walking with God. Here is a church. Yes, we're all saved. But are we walking with God? Are we trusting in Christ? Are we feeding on the finest of the wheat with Him? You know, it's all to do with our choice. It's about our walk. With God You know the en- Enjoying the abundant Blessings Of our Heavenly Father So we have A contrast mm-hmm. Two choices Jeremiah You can either Trust in yourself mm-hmm. And die yeah. Or you can trust in And hope in the Lord mm-hmm. And live You see we can Believe in God And be saved And yet not enjoy His bountiful blessings But do we depend Upon our God If we do We will know his satisfaction Mm. We will know his joy We will know his peace And we will know his heart Mm. Because we get closer to him Mm. And we understand him more How precious Is your loving kindness O God Mm. Therefore the children of men Put their trust Under the shadow of your wings Mm. They are abundantly Satisfied With the fullness of your house. And you give them drink from the rivers of your pleasure. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. We could sing, how come